0: Well, good afternoon to you. This is Alan Seymour, your host here on Future of Sport. This will be episode 28 and it's on the All In Sports Talk platform. Delighted today to welcome Jackie Fast, uh, founder, MD of Slingshot Sponsorship. And what we're going to talk about with Jackie today is a whole variety of issues, themes, ideas emanating from... Jackie's involvement in the world of sponsorship. So, Jackie, tell me how it all began for you. Uh,
1: well, thanks for having me, first off, Alan. Um, in terms of how it all started, I I actually didn't even know anything about sponsorship until probably about 10, 15 years ago. Um, never knew it existed, was never in any kind of course of mind. Um, and actually, in my background, I'm a mathematician by trade uh, with major in psychology as well. And I kind of came out of it looking for a job. And my very first job was to be sponsorship manager at a golf resort in Canada, um, which kind of started me thinking about the future and potential of what sponsorship and sports management uh, could be. Since then, I traveled to London to backpack Europe and kind of stuck around uh, and worked in a couple couple areas about sports sponsorship mostly around business rather than sport and i launched slingshot
0: just over seven years ago wow I, I mean jackie we know obviously from connections we've made both directly as it were and also very significantly i think in the world that we inhabit in our industry relationships and networking and so on so i know that story uh, is is evolving it's going at great pace. It's a huge success story and I thank you enormously for the connections you've made with students and, and the whole world of, of the global education sphere that we both inhabit I want to get straight maybe uh, in in our conversation interview today you're going to give some advice and you're going to give that advice I think to aspirant people in the sponsorship arena and I hear a little whisper uh, that you've got a a forthcoming book coming out so perhaps it's a great opportunity at the beginning of the interview today to tell us a little bit about how that's happened uh, and, and a little bit more about the forthcoming book
1: Absolutely. So I, I kind of entered the market without much, or I guess without much training is probably a better, a more adequate way of saying it. And so when you kind of enter something that you're very, very scared about being fired, you really try very, very hard to learn everything you can. Um, and what I specialize in is specifically sponsorship sales. And I have worked with television shows in Ghana, to insurance companies in India, to rock stars and movie stars That's... here in the UK and, and LA with events on Neckar Island. Um, and my, the diversity of the clients that I work with within sponsorship has actually showcased that. There are six common mistakes people make and everybody makes them in terms of sponsorship sales uh, and building sponsorship uh, and building partnerships. I don't like to say sponsorship sales because it kind of pigeons everybody thinking that if you're not selling the sponsorship, this isn't for you. But actually, it's fundamentally important because a partnership involves two people. And so whether you're a brand or the person selling the deal, you have to really understand where each is coming from. Um, and my book called Pinpoint is on... All about how challenging what is traditionally thought of of how you do anything within sponsorship is actually fundamentally wrong um, because there's counterintuitive things that every human being instinctively does um, but actually they inhibit your ability to work as a partner um, and to create really really valuable partnerships I've never ever been able to kind of put pen to paper but more importantly i run, you know, workshops and consultancy, but I never can speak to however many people call. So we get probably 15 to 20 new business leads a week, um, and there's only so much time in the day. So what I've done is taken all of my learnings around these six principles and put it into a really easy to understand um book that is less about practicalities and how-to and more about inspiring people to do better sponsorship. And that book will be available on Amazon on November the 8th, um, you know, with uh, making sure that all else fails. It will be there, but if not, it'll be certainly the week after. Um, And, you know, it's taken probably about a year and a half to write, but it truly is everything I teach everyone. Um, And I think by kind of putting it out into the world, what I'm hoping to achieve is that people get revved up about sponsorship again. Um, and far too often, there's a lot of clients and teams and people that you know are kind of going around the hamster wheel. They're not getting the right sponsors that they want, um, not getting the right deals, not hitting their targets. And there's a kind of an inertia Uh, Because of the the constant trend that you've got in sponsorship, but actually I think that sponsorship is the future and future direction of business growth, especially in the way of marketing. So I hope this book kind of reinvigorates that, gives people the tools that they need to go out and do their next deal. Um, And I'm just, I'm really delighted to be able to kind of get it out there.
0: I mean, Jackie. Let let me just kind of, if I may, pick up on a couple of things. I share loads of synergies with you. I'm in the process of, of getting a book published on, on digital sport marketing. It's a roller coaster ride. You say 18 months. Uh, I'm into my first kind of six, nine months of it at the moment, and it kind of almost begs the question, I suppose, that I'd like to ask you, I mean sponsorship sometimes I I may be right, I may be wrong, but I remember going back in time uh, in an industry that I used to inhabit, the radio, commercial radio industry and it was known as the 2% medium at the time I was involved and maybe has sponsorship been understated, is sponsorship a kind of poor relation and is there anything in the book that you kind of take on board to try and stimulate a much more Greater presence, I suppose, for for sponsorship in the in the kind of toolkit that people can use in terms of modern day promotions, marketing, etc., etc. Well,
1: the reason that it's always been perhaps not as as keenly targeted such as advertising and you know people kind of shoved it under the rug a little bit is because it didn't it didn't work as well right. um, or right. it didn't it didn't have as as good tangible results as things like advertising and radio um, but the world has changed significantly in the last five to ten years so before we used to get all of our messages from the radio to that we woke up in the morning to the television shows and the commercials between the news. You're now in an area where you have Spotify, where you have Netflix. The stuff that you normally consume isn't ad-laden. And so how do you break into that cycle? How do you get into a consumer's head um, authentically? And it's very, very difficult to do that, that now through traditional means. And therefore, sponsorship is a conduit to be able to do that effectively, which is why the growth of sponsorship as an industry is outpacing advertising.
0: I mean, in terms of the way you've approached the book, we'll get into a little bit of detail if we can as the, as the interview evolves, Jackie. But if I can just go back a little bit, probably the practical side, which I know through Slingshot uh, sponsorship and your agency there, particularly is very active in and, and has been very engaged. Can you possibly just tell us a little bit, any relevances or... Um, pinpoints to use the title of your book that you could actually focus on in terms of client development or the way you work uh, activations and campaigns for some of your clients is there some insight that you can perhaps give my audience particularly thinking about students who are just starting off and need all the help that they can get in perhaps envisaging how you put a sponsorship campaign together
1: well fundamentally and this obviously takes takes your box, but you know An investment into learning and education it's really important. Okay. There are, there is kind of an over conversation of people seeing so many deals on the newspaper. So, you know, I don't, I don't walk into a heart surgeon's office and decide to open up somebody's heart because I know nothing about that. But basically, but because as regular people in the world, consumers, we're faced with so much information about sponsorship. What deal has just happened? What football player just got signed? And so it gives you an over-reliance that you think you understand what you're doing. Um, and because of that, teams, people themselves, aren't investing the necessary resource that, to enable them to upskill themselves to adequately deliver a good activation program,
0: because
1: quite frankly, most people just think, "Oh, it's just you know getting getting money and getting some partnerships and checking a logo on something." And actually, when you get to the heart of it, it's so much more than that. Um, but if you just take the surface value, that's why that's why there's so many issues within the sponsorship industry and sports business industry. So this book is kind of an answer to that. It's a you know it's a minimal investment to do that, but you know, irregardless of the book. Go out, speak to people, speak to practitioners, speak to people that are, are in the industry actually doing this stuff to actually get your head around what sponsorship is. I can probably get – you know, I run these – boot camp things with loads and loads of clients, some very very high level sport organizations, global sport organizations and I always ask the question at the beginning of any every session what is the definition of sponsorship and I have felt like I've probably done that 300 times with big big sporting organizations and not one has ever clearly defined it. Because nobody really knows, Correct. and that everybody's definition
0: is quite different. Yeah, I mean, I think what is fascinating to listen to you, Jackie, and every time we've ever met or had a discussion, the one big key thing that I like to think is a driver for us all in this is go out there, make it happen, fundamentally, you know, delve into the heart of what, is, what it's all about in terms of client opportunity, client development, industry knowledge, preparation. And, and I'm really, really encouraged to hear you talk about that. And one of the things that I think students sometimes believe in, you know, like you've said, brands sometimes think stick a logo on it and it'll happen. No, it won't. You've got to really activate it. You've got to work at it and I think for students as well, the best way to learn is actually to get out there and find out, meet people, meet clients, put yourself in the position where you can actually be encouraged to encourage others to get involved. Can I perhaps also, as we've got this opportunity uh, in this interview, if you were starting off again, or if you were kind of trying to Uh, I suppose, advise uh, curriculum-wise or in, in terms of programming, what should go into a module about sponsorship or what can students learn best about? Because I get the impression, I think I know what that impression is, that as you've already identified that the landscape has changed and you know we can't use what used to work before or traditional mechanisms so perhaps just give some uh, pointers like you've talked about about tips in your pinpoint uh, book coming out soon what you might put into um, an advisory toolkit for, for planners like myself or people involved in education to what should be taught and what should be involved in the education particularly related to sponsorship
1: so i think it's really important to as you mentioned understand that the the way that consumers communicate to each other um has changed but most importantly about that communication it's the things that influence us to purchase so we create sponsorships and brands do sponsorships because they're trying to sell stuff fundamentally Um, and unless we understand how people are buying then you're not starting at the right point. So when we used to, you know, I've got a good story in my book just about um, how I'm obsessed with pillows and traveling. Um, And, you know, 10 years ago, if I really liked a good pillow, I'd look at the ads. And if the ads talk about, you know, great fluffy pillows at the Hilton Hotel, I'd stay at Hilton Hotel. But now through TripAdvisor, I can literally go online and type pillows in Singapore and find out the top hotels and the worst hotels for what types of pillows there are. So I'm no longer interested in advertisements because all the information that I gather to make a purchasing decision is radically different than it was 10, 15 years ago. So shifting communications is a huge, important part of understanding how to activate a sponsorship in the right way in in today's landscape. So that's The first thing but that's what's happening now so you also have to look forward so in the last 5-10 years the way that the the advance of change has outpaced any kind of change we've ever experienced before so we have to be looking and we have to be ready about what the future holds so 15 years ago 20 years ago it wasn't that important to know the latest technology but now not only is it important to know the latest technology you have to look at how the latest technology is going to shift consumer behavior Um, because it's not no longer that it takes 20 years to get a computer back into a laptop. It takes seconds. You know, the world is growing so, so quickly. And because of globalization, we have access now to more technology we ever have had before, and that changes everything. So that's, you know, I think it's fundamentally important to understand the world that you're working with in, irregardless of sponsorship. Now, when you start looking at sponsorship, I think everybody gets assets wrong. So assets are the sponsorship benefits that you would put in a package or that you would buy. And both brands and rights holders are faulty at this about really not understanding what are assets, what the difference assets are between an audience and the difference between audience and activation. And just getting some fundamentals down is really, really important because you don't go shopping and pick up a random bag at Harrods and expect to show up at home with everything in it without actually knowing what's in it. Um, and really understanding what type of assets are, are can be used for your brand based on your objectives, not just buying an off-the-shelf package and hoping that your activation is going to work with that just because you're aligned to rugby, for instance. Um, and so I always spend a significant amount of time on assets with all the clients we work with. I
0: mean, Jackie, you mentioned a vital word and a a consideration, and it it kind of nicely segues into uh, I'm organising a a conference, as you know. It's Global Sport Business Education. Uh, It's at the University of Worcester on November the 13th with lots of partners. But one of the significant things I want to kind of pick up with you on, um, I'm uh, very, very... Uh, delighted that I'm welcoming a cohort of faculty and students from the University of South Florida obviously with your perhaps North American um, and Canadian connections that I want to ask you the question because one of the reasons they're coming is that they want to identify with what changes and what transitions or what differentials there are maybe between they, the way they approach education the way they approach sport management per se against maybe what happens in uk or, or europe or elsewhere in the world do you recognize do you significantly see lots of cultural differences uh, in, in, in some of the things you're involved in both from an advisory strategic standpoint or just from the cases that you work on
1: yeah definitely um so we have actually i think currently at the moment we probably have half we're about 50-50. Half of our clients and sponsors are based in America. Okay. Um, and then the other half are actually based kind of all over the world. We used to be predominantly UK-based, and we're, we're not so much anymore. Um, but what I've found, I think, in terms of, well, there's an attitude thing that is different. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of worth mentioning. But actually, fundamentally, the American market in sports business and sponsorship is massive. Um, it's huge There's a lot of money um, And a lot at stake And actually because of that I don't want to say investment But just I guess because their market is is bigger I find that in terms of education um, More people know a bit more about sponsorship Earlier on than say the UK market yeah. When you're looking at graduate level um, And a lot of But they're more they're exposed to it They are more exposed to it They have more kind of You know, you've got, what was it, South Florida's coming up? Yeah,
0: University of South Florida, yes. Like, that's
1: crazy. Yeah. You know, I don't, I would be surprised if we had anybody from sports business background. Well, you know, it's hard enough for us to get universities for sponsorship on the course program. Yeah. You know, and yet you've got a whole university coming, or within their program, coming over here. Yeah. Um, You wouldn't see that here.
0: Right. I mean, one of the other things that's very, very... uh um, not only important but I think it's an evolving and emerging trend as well that, and, and kind of inferred almost into something that you've just said there It's a reluctance sometimes for people to get outside their comfort zones or outside their box. And and you've rightly said, you know, I'm notionally out of the, the normal education sphere now because I also got frustrated to find that lots of universities, lots of curriculum planners, you know, wouldn't put things like sales or even sponsorship in their curricula. I definitely know that, you know, the Americans and some of the things that are happening with, uh, I suppose, more innovative uh, um, seeking and kind of visionary uh, course leaders and universities are wanting to get more and more relevant content into their programme. And my conference and books like yours and things that I'm doing are only there to encourage this. So, you know, we should be doing more on that. Again, um, Jackie, I mean, if I was just pinpointing, again, we reference the title of your book. I love, I love it. I love it, I love it. But it's, it's almost coming out involuntarily, and it suggests, it suggests, Jackie, that you've made a very apt title there. But let's go back into the book, uh, you know, previewing it before November the 8th, and what Amazon are going to do and what you're going to do to promote it. What is the framework? Because... I know for my own example, both sides of the fence here as teacher and student, if you like, some would say textbooks or books are no longer relevant. I disagree with that totally. Complementary, and there are cases when you want to reference something visibly, uh, and so on. What is the main kind of uh, structure, I suppose, of the textbook? Are there Not the textbook, sorry, your, your, your book that's coming out. Are there case studies in there? Is there a sequence of content? Tell us a little bit about, maybe, without giving too much, Away, because we want people to buy it but just tell us a little bit about the book itself structure wise and content wise
1: so I'm not going to Disagree with you <laughs> as such, but I understand where people are saying about textbooks no longer being relevant. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is by the time you go to publish it, by the time you actually go to then buy the book or put it into a program, you know, the information is changed. Correct. Really, yeah. And the yeah. case studies change. And I get that. Yeah. And as a student, you know, they have access to the internet. So, quite frankly, if they wanted to find the latest case study in digital innovation or AI, they won't find it in a textbook, um, and so I don't disagree. I don't disagree in the fact that there is a place for books like textbooks and how-to practicality guides. I don't. I think some of the things there are frameworks which are process-driven, right? Um, and and I think there is a place for those. My book is nothing like that, though. Okay. So um, because I feel. Like that, I feel, you know, if you if you want to find a how to guide, go on the internet. If you want to figure out how to value your assets, go on the internet. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: This book is not that. This book is supposed to inspire you to think differently about sponsorship. It's supposed to inspire people to start understanding the true potential of what they could do through partnership. So we grow up as children knowing that two heads are better than one. That playing in the sandbox with a peer is going, you know, the greater is the uh, sum that's greater than the sum of its, but the, you know, the end result is greater than the sum of its fault. We grow up knowing that instinctively. And yet when it comes to business or it comes to actually practically including that, it all falls by the wayside. So actually, in its core, sponsorship as a business practice should be better than everything else available to a business to grow. And yet we don't take advantage of that because we're stifled into these counterintuitive principles that are blockers. So this book is about unblocking those things so you can reach your full potential. And it does include case studies, but it's not really about case studies. It's about really unique stories of areas in my own life and my own, you know, 15 years of working in the industry and light bulb moments that have come up for me that I'm sharing with people. Because I think far too often people think that they're alone or that their case is isolated. But having worked with, you know, thousands of rights holders and tens of thousands of brands, it's funny that they're not. And actually... where we're going wrong is the person, yeah, <laughs> is, is the actual person, and it's just because everything we think we know isn't isn't helping us grow a partnership, grow sponsorship, make sponsorship super successful. Um, so the book is is about inspiration.
0: I mean, Jackie, I'm going to not interject here because I mean we could have this conversation for hours. I'm almost believing, not believing. Uh, I, I know, I think. Um, we could co-author something here because my book, your book has so many synergies in it you know my book is entitled conversations and cases with some concepts in it. so so there's a kind of traditional conceptual um, you know underpinning of if you like content and knowledge but the relevancy is about my experiences shared stories the conversations that i've had with people and then talking about those in a real context and, and being able to do a lot of those things so i, I think what you've suggested what I know you've stated, and the anticipation to be able to uh, read and engage with that book uh, when it comes out on November the 8th is, is very alive and kicking here. So great to hear all of the things that you're doing uh sadly like, like with all interviews we're, we're kind of not running out of time but i want to try and just put some uh, summations and some kind of um, continuity as much as anything not closure uh, and, and let's kind of just perhaps look a, a little bit further down the line um do you see the growth of sponsorship changing even more so or where do you see sponsorship or the way in which sponsorship can relate a lot lot more maybe to this changing landscape i mean i talk about digital we talk about social media there is uh the uh the necessity i suppose Broadly speaking, in sport, we often talk about the fan experience or fan engagement. What's it like for both parties, in, in, in other words, the sponsor and the, the, the sponsorship involvement or the sponsorship opportunity? Just touch upon a few things that, 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 that you might consider in some of those considerations, Jackie.
1: Sponsorship is definitely on the up, and it's increasing. And actually, it's increasing not due to the industry. It's increasing due to the changing the way the world is going. Mm. Um, and the world isn't slowing down. We're not going to go backwards to one-way communications with billboards and ads. If anything, it's going to become much more integrated. Um, when you talk about experience and fan engagement, that fan engagement no longer needs to be on the pitch. You Correct. know, we yeah. have uh, loads and loads of online fan experiences now. Yeah. So you can be a fan of Arsenal, but still be in your house in Beijing.
0: Correct. Um,
1: so how, and sponsorship overlays all of that, because sponsorship enables that person that's sitting in their house in Beijing to actually engage with the team. You no longer have to be physically present. Now, because of that, that opens up endless possibilities, So I see sponsorship really becoming the main way that businesses market themselves. And I hate using the word marketing because I think sponsorship is so much more than that. Because sponsorship can underpin your employee engagement. It can underpin your CSR. It basically can underpin the development of new products and staff skill set. And when people start understanding the potential of sponsorship, I really believe over the next 10 to 15 years, this is going to be the most important thing within the business.
0: I mean, Jackie, it's really inspiring, and again, to reflect back on some of the things that have come out of today's conversation, rather more so than just a a, a staid interview. It's been fascinating and really um, exciting to hear about the approaches you're taking. I know my audience, students, academia, and and, and obviously brand and, and practitioners in the world of business and sponsorship per se. Can I just, in closing just ask you this question about linking sponsorship maybe into other areas we talk about experiences do you just see it as a, 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 a as a kind of involvement in business? Or, or are there any other kind of social or, uh, you know, environmental or maybe lifestyle considerations where, you know, sponsorship sometimes, you know, put your name on it and that's all that's needed. I'm just thinking more maybe broadly because we're all... T- I often relate that, you know, people sometimes say marketing is bad because it's all about sales and money. But you can be good at marketing... You know, And there's nothing wrong with making money or looking at the success of you, your company, etc. But you can also market for good. So lots of people now talk a lot more about social responsibility, accountability. And we live in this 24-7 where no matter what you do, everybody knows about it, which is in some ways good and bad. Do you see sponsorship perhaps playing a role here, Jackie, or is that too broad a question? But maybe just think of some final thoughts that you can put out there for my audience to grasp So I think the interesting thing that you've talked
1: about actually is a, it's, a, it's not a wider question but millennials um, are they care about the brands that they give money to, yeah. it's its a very very important part of their consideration and it never it's not so much bigger consideration to people, you know, of our generation <laughs> um, to, to look at that not because we don't care but because we didn't have the information yeah, you know, we we now have information. There are movies about global warming that are available on Netflix. I never had that growing up as a kid. I didn't know the issues because my parents weren't, you know, lobbyists for for the environment. So with all of this information, becomes has a has an opportunity for our society to act um, and make decisions on their everyday life based on supporting those causes. That is fundamental. That is a big change or gear shift. Now, because of that, and I don't want to say it goes down to money, but actually it's very important and it will become more important that brands look at that and the value and importance of that because for them to continue to capture that audience and engage with them, they need to be looking at bigger issues whether that's the environment or social or whatever the fact is is that they actually do need us need a thing now sponsorship enables them to do that authentically yep. you know nobody wants B, no no comes to BP but nobody wants BP oil to just slap their logo on some ocean conservation cleanup thing because they know they know that the company doesn't really care yeah um, but then when you start actually looking at stuff we do stuff with um, Ocean conservation. So it's just kind of in my head. But when you start looking at what you could do, so the the skill sets between people in the charitable sector and people in the business sector are so diverse. And this goes back into why collaboration works. The diversity enables them to create something greater than the sum of its parts. And all of the things that I've seen through sponsorship around, um, you know, cause, causational marketing, cause cause related business things that are partnered. With businesses that truly care and want to get involved, you know those those things take very minimal amount of money, but activate on a huge scale. Yeah, um, and I think I think yeah, it's it's not it's a very good question to ask, but it's it's more and again this goes back to the potential of sponsorship. Yes, I definitely do feel that sponsorship is a huge important thing for the the drive of businesses growth, but businesses growth. It's important for them to be foundational okay. because
0: that's the way society is moving. Well, look, Jackie, we'll leave that question, you know, the future, the potential sponsorship, societal, etc for another time. And maybe after people have read the book, I can invite you back and we can talk a little bit more about it. One last thing, Jackie. Great pleasure, as always. Delighted to have been able to talk to you on on my show. Give a shout-out to, obviously... Anyone and everyone, but more importantly, just tell everybody how we can access uh, your forthcoming book on sponsorship, Jackie.
1: Oh, perfect! It's, um, it should be out on November the eighth. Right um, on Amazon. And you should just be able to type in the name, which is pinpoint um, how challenging the norm is the only route to success and sponsorship. You can also, um, if you hear this kind of before November the 8th, you can also register for the book or to uh, get a copy of the book early um, by going to my website, which is www.jackiefast, J-A-C-K-I-E-F-A-S-T dot com.
0: Jackie. That is absolutely marvellous, and I can give a little uh, uh, pro here uh, a, a, a kind of um, announcement before it actually comes out on November the 8th because this show will be going out live on November the 1st. And we'll obviously, uh, because of the nature of the way the conference that I'm doing on November the 13th has, has been organised, so everything kind of nicely fits together uh, for the start of something uh, big, I hope great to talk to you jackie you take care have wonderful success as always we will speak again very soon
1: uh, thanks so much for having me alan